to the F3 podcast where we discuss all things that pertain to faith, family, and finances. And remember, no subject is off limits. We are your hosts today. I am Dr. Lionel M. Blair Sr. And I'm sitting next to my lovely wife, the sainted mother herself, St. Jasmine the first. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) St. Jasmine the first. (laughs) Amen. And we got a good one for you. Yes. Today. Today, uh, this conversation might make make some folk mad. It might make some folk happy. Yeah, I think it'll make some folks mad, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot going around right now about grace. Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about grace. You know, the 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 gospel of grace, as the Bible talks about it. But it's also any gospel in Scripture is always an extension of the gospel of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you don't understand the kingdom and what Jesus came here to establish and do, then that will be something that you need to restudy. Yeah. You know, because Jesus came to the, the, the name Jesus literally means Yahweh saves. Mm. So his whole mission was to bring salvation. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says we're saved by grace through faith. So it's through faith we access grace which gives us salvation. So I'm, I'm just like, you know, what folk mad about? That's a good question. Cause folk mad right now. That's a good question. Listen, if it's your first time with us, make sure you like, subscribe, and share. Yes, Hit the please. notification bell so you can be notified. Take us with you. We're on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and wherever your favorite podcasts are streamed. So, I don't understand why people are mad about grace. Now, here, here's the thing that I get, you know, and I like to tell people I didn't grow up in church. Um, I didn't. So a lot of the, you know, the do's and don'ts and the rules and regulations and, and political correctness. I don't have a lot of that because I did not grow up in church. Right. So when I look at the Bible for what it actually says and not what somebody told me it's supposed to mean by what it says. God's grace does not discriminate. That's true. His grace does not discriminate. And I find that a lot of people's issue with grace really is that God extends his grace and mercy to somebody that they would want to see go to hell or somebody that they wouldn't be gracious to. So a part of the anger is, well, how dare he be gracious to this person? You did this because they think that they're morally better than somebody else. It's not fair. Childish. It's not fair that God has shown you grace for X, Y, and Z. You know, I've lived morally, right? I've done this. I've done that. You know, I would not dare try God's grace. And that's why God don't have that kind of grace for you because you know better. So it becomes really is stupid to me. It becomes a tit for tat kind of thing. Where because we live better, we expect to have more grace. That doesn't make sense. The law is for the lawless. So if you already allegedly are living right, doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're not struggling with the elementary things of the of the faith. Why would you need as much grace as somebody who just was off the streets and don't know anything about anything? 
That's stupid. But we treat it like a competition, like God loves them more than they than he loves you. Right. He don't love you any less because you live better. And he don't necessarily love you more because you live better than somebody else. But it's up to God to determine how much of his grace he's present and where sin abounds, grace abounds more is what the word tells us. So if you're not living in all this sin, you don't need as much grace as somebody who don't know no better. Why do that? You realize how stupid and ignorant that is? You supposedly been living right for the last 10, 15, 20 years, but you want as much grace as the person that came off the street that never had a relationship with God. Let's say they were strung out on drugs, whatever, just was out a bad way. Why do you really want as much grace as that person? If you're as mature as you say you are, you don't need it. You don't need it. But why do you want it? Because you still have to, you got to fix something in your own relationship with God. That, that ain't a them problem, a God problem, or a church problem. That's a you problem. You've got to find out why you got an attitude because God has grace with somebody in a certain area. Right. That's dumb. Right. And, and, and see, grace, What what is grace specifically? Simplify it unmerited or undeserved favor in order to qualify for the grace you have to not deserve it that's the thing about it so if you've been living right you don't actually qualify for the grace the fact that you think you deserve it is the very reason why you don't actually qualify duh i want to read the scripture go ahead go ahead romans 3 Mm -hmm. And there's a whole lot of scriptures I can read, but I'm going to yeah. just read this one for y'all. Mm -hmm. Okay. Romans 3, uh, and I'm going to start at verse 19. It says, now we know that the things, that what things soever the law saith, it said to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may be guilty before God. Mm. First of all, we ain't under the law. The, 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 okay. And if we're not under the law, then that means that we're not guilty before God. See, catch that. Mm. It says, therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight for the law. For, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. You, you, ever, you, you know, you know, the law tells you everything that was wrong, but it don't make you right. Huh? Mm -hmm. It says, but now the righteousness of God with out the law is manifested being witnessed by the law and the prophets even the righteousness of God which is by faith of Christ of, of, of the faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all that believe mm, that's good huh for there is no difference so 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 you're righteous according to what you believe Woo! That first part. and foremost that part that's good and yeah faith without works is dead so you got to walk out that belief but it starts by first believing okay huh? mm -hmm. the, so it says for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God being justified be freely by his grace so you just about by faith and mm -hmm. grace. That's it. Uh, you, you, you understand? Like uh, all this condemnation and all this, 
all this beating ourselves up all the time. And see, that's the stuff that keep us out of the will of God. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff that keep you poor. That's the stuff that keep you sick. That's the stuff that keeps you, that, that, that keeps disturbing your peace. That stuff right there, all that condemnation, right? Okay. See, Jesus made every, everything, mm. he, he made it, he made it hard, but easy at the same time. Mm-hmm. Hard because you got to get your heart right now. Yeah. You know, but easy at the same time, because he made every provision for you and your heart to be right. All right. But it says what? Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ, whom God has set forth to be the propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God to declare, I say, at this time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Mm. Do you hear this? Yes. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hear this preached hardly. And then, and then when you preach it, they call you a hyper grace, which I'm not a fan of hyper grace, mm-hmm. but I am a believer in grace. All right. Cause mm-hmm. hyper graces, they, they act like you can do anything you want and, and, and still be okay with God. Yeah. However, God has still made provisions. The Bible said, the Bible tells us don't sin, but if you sin, you have an advocate with the father. That's it. And a lot of what people call hyper grace, that's what I call loophole Christians. And a yeah. lot of that is just immaturity, honestly. Right. Let me see what how much I can get away with and still say I'm saved because there's grace. First of all, it's stupid. I don't know what your Bible say, but according to what I read, it's stupid to try to test. Let me see how close to the edge I can get of God's grace before he snatches it, before I come back. Only a child will test your limits like that. Right. Stop. It's hot. Uh, don't touch it. I'm not touching it. I'm not. Ta- that is childish. So even in the hyper grace, you see the level of immaturity that's there. Yeah. The law is for the lawless, because if you're really living right, abiding in the Lord and he's abiding in you, you won't even be in a position to even want to try to test grace like that. Right. That's, that's stupid. Yeah, that's stupid. You know, see, this right here should humble a person. Absolutely. You know, the fact that I've messed up my, my, my most of my life, I didn't, I'd have been messing up, screwing up and everything mm-hmm. else. And all I got to do is believe to be justified. Why would I want to test those limits? You know, and, and, and like you said, it's a maturity issue. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it, it's a maturity issue. Yeah. All things are lawful, but not all things are expedient or wise. Some things just ain't wise for you to do. Some some things you don't need to be test driving to see just just because you got grace, even though you can't out sin the grace of God, because when grace abounds, uh, when sin abounds, grace abounds also. But as the scripture says, uh, should we continue in sin because grace abounds? God forbid. Mm-hmm. So God even forbids you from testing grace like that. You understand? But nevertheless, he wants you to enjoy the benefits of freedom that is in Christ Jesus. Mm, That's good. 
That's good right there. Because some people are so, you know, we got to talk about the other side of this. Yeah. Because some people are so religious, they cannot enjoy their salvation. Right. At all. You know, you talked about in, enjoying the benefits and enjoying the freedoms. Some people are so bound. They, they can't laugh. They can't go see a movie or nothing. Can't even enjoy life. They can't enjoy their salvation. And I'm going to be honest, that's not appealing for a lot of people. You know, I know when I first gave my life to the Lord many years ago, and I'm looking at some people like, why y'all so miserable? But as I started to grow and learn and listen, I started to understand these people literally have nothing to do for fun. They're so religious. They don't have anything that they actually enjoy outside of going to church. As much as I love the Lord, I like to do other things too. The Lord gives us other interests. You can't just go to work and go to church and go home and, you know, go do your groceries or pay your bills and call that life or living in godliness. That's boring. That's boring. You just cannot enjoy anything else. God has made a whole planet. We, we got all types of nature out there and trails and animals and other, other countries on the, all you want to do is go to church and go home. You don't want to travel a little bit. You don't want to go outside a little bit. Come on now. Come on. I mean, I mean, what you think you're going to do when you go to heaven? You know, somebody tried to have a debate with me one time. All that stuff you saying ain't true. We was only made to worship God. Okay. Uh, I think he would make us for more than that. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're supposed to worship God. And I believe that when we get to heaven, there will be times when we gather to worship God, just like we do on the earth. But why would God create all that glory and all that splendor and just all of that stuff that's in heaven and you can't experience none of it? See, this why would what, God give you a mansion you can't enjoy? Go ahead. This is why we got to watch some of these worship songs we'd be listening to. Yeah. Because this stuff sounds catchy. And I believe there's a worship song somewhere that has similar lyrics about, you know, being created to worship or whatever. But we listen to these songs, right? And we see the song, song sound good. You sit there just boohooing and crying. Oh, Jesus. You sitting there crying. And, and you really think that's all you was created. If all you was to created for was the worship, and why have a spouse? Why have children? You see what I'm saying? Why go to work? Why go to school? Why start a business? Why do anything? Why garden? Why exercise? Why eat? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> why take a shower? Why go to sleep? Right. Clearly, you and, and that's I understand the concept of being created to worship. You know, I understand we are his creation and, you know, I, I get all of that. But see, this this is what I call religious stupidity to where we take something so literal that all of a sudden common sense don't apply no more. Right. Why do you brush your teeth if all you was created to do was worship? Clearly, you you there are other functions. You also created to be clean. So come on now. Obviously, you were created to do more than that. Right. I, I get the concept, but some people they, they get they they take this stuff real, real literal, and it sounds dupe, super, super deep and religious and spooky, and it's just extra and stupid. No, we've got to come out of that. There's life for you to enjoy, and I'm not saying don't you shouldn't enjoy going to church. You should enjoy going to Bible study. You should enjoy worship. You you should enjoy studying your word. But you've got to have enough sense to say you need more than that. You know, in the early church, when we look at the book of Acts, how they had a whole community of believers that shared life together. The Bible tells us what? Love your brother, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Why would these things be there if all we were created to do was worship? There's a whole part of your faith 
that you really can't live out without other people. Uh-oh. I mean, marriage is supposed to be a mystery that represents Christ's relationship with the church. That's more than just being created to worship. Right. You, you're living out a literal mystery that is, is the epitome of Christ and his bride. Come on. That, there's more than just worship to that. Come on. So, I mean, when we read the Bible, we got to stop just taking stuff and accepting it because it sounds good and it made us emotional for a hot second. Right. You know, the signs that, that shall follow them that believe in my name, they shall cast out devils, they shall heal the sick. You know, it, uh, it, none of that passage of scripture says worship shall follow those that believe. Mm hmm. It just, it doesn't. This is why I'm glad I didn't grow up in church because I read the Bible for what it actually says and not what people tell me it's supposed to mean. Well, that's not what it says. I hear what you're saying, but this is not what this says. If we look up this term, this is not what this means. You know, I, some people are so church that they cannot think critically even while reading the word. And this is why we get offended and we get into these debates over things like grace. It doesn't make any sense. You should rejoice and you, you ought to be glad for yeah. God's grace and mercy to save somebody else or to keep them on the right path. Right. You ought to be glad that you didn't need the, the type of grace that the person needed because you don't know what they went through to get to a point for God to extend that kind of grace to them. Hmm. And, and instead, we sit here mad because God is choosing not to give up on people we would have thrown away. And you've, you've been talking about the hard cases, yeah. you know, that the church is not ready for. No, they're not. You know, first of all, the Bible says this. He resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Mm. Anybody that's willing to humble themselves before God. Mm. Okay. Um, you know, it re re part. reminds me of the publican and the Pharisee. Yes. That whole parable and just how. You know, uh, the publican, the, the 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 publican was like, uh, "Have mercy on me, Lord, for I'm a sinner." And then the Pharisee come in, Lord, I thank you that I'm not like this guy over here. Mm. Who do you think was more justified? You understand those 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 who acknowledge their sins and their shortcomings and things like that before God, mm -hmm. or those who are self righteous, or those who are self righteous, and uh, those who who uh, point the finger. God, thank God, I'm not like that. See, this is why I'm not a fan of the, it could have been me songs. Stupid. It could have been me. I could have been the one that's out there homeless. I could have been the one that's out here. That, what? What? See, see, that's religion. That's religion. You got to watch that kind of stuff because y'all be singing it all the time. It could have been me. You know, I could have been something, something that could have happened to me. You know, you know, I could have I, I could have died, but God spared me. God spared me. Right. Huh? Now, see, I get pissed off when I see stuff like that because half the stuff people swearing God spared them from, they won't nowhere near for it to even be happening to them. Right. People be clear, clean, 30 miles across town. Oh, I, I, I saw in the newspaper there was a car wreck and the car flipped over. And, oh, I thank God that he spared. You won't nowhere near there. You was on uh, your GP. The lie detector and the GPS determines you was 30 miles away from the accident. It could not have been you. You don't even drive that way to work. You never even been down the street. The accident was on. Be quiet. We, we're so religious with stuff. Every time we see something, we just start shouting. Oh, it could have been me, but I thank you that it's not. Stop doing stuff like that. What about the people that's still in it? You're not praying for them. 
for God's mercy and grace on them, for them to protect their life. You just so glad that it couldn't have been you when logically it could have never actually been you. And see that that's that's the stupid stuff that that we do sometimes. Yeah. And 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 then the other stupid side of it is when it is us, we start posting stuff for attention. I've never seen so many people post a car accident in my life. Mm. Her car done flipped over, car total, your car total, the three other people involved, car total, and you posting a video shouting. Shouting. Sitting there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I get, and we give God glory. No, not for the fact that you probably won't have a driver's license to do anything God has called you to do. You have to take an Uber to every assignment God sends you on because you can't drive. So why are we shouting? Because right now they're about to revoke your license because you done flipped three cars. You can't drive. Well, I remember one lady, she went Facebook live from the stretcher, baby. Okay. The stretcher. Hot mess. That's dumb. I'm looking at myself like, why'd she do that? That does not give God glory. That brings him embarrassment. Stop, y'all. Y'all going live from the hospital. Yeah, I flipped my car and I got a, a half a body cast. I, we give God praise. Yes, be, be thankful that he spared your life. I got that. Be thankful that, that you're not dead. But that's the moment you need to sit with yourself and find out, okay, God, what did I miss in your instructions to wind up here? Mm-hmm. Is this, is this an attack of the enemy? Was I not paying attention? Did you warn me and I ignored the warning? Because it, it, somehow you missed something somewhere to end up in all of that. Stop. Religion. <laughs> exactly. Religion always is just like them Pharisees who stood on the corner <laughs> wanting to be called rabbi and daddy. Mm -hmm. see, see, what you said, called no man father, he was talking about them. Yes. Okay, because because they're the ones that they're the ones who 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 originally wanted to be called father and daddy and you know rabbi and they wanted to be greeted and you know these guys couldn't even fast without looking like they fasted mm -hmm. you know stuff like that you know Jesus was saying don't be like them yeah don't 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 be like them because because religion always do things for show. Mm -hmm. Even though they have the 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 persona or the presentation of humility, the humility is false. And this how I know some of y'all don't have no discernment because y'all be just a crying and amening and cheering them on. I'm like, this is for show. This is for self. This is for likes. Don't you know some people get up and tell their testimony all the time to be seen? Yeah. Everybody don't tell their testimony. Give God glory. You posted the fact that you can't drive is not giving God glory. That is that is a major deduction to the kingdom. Some people are honest <laughs> for the wrong motives. Exactly. Uh-oh. Oops. And then we sitting here all on social media. Oh, I thank you for your transparency. No, you just wanted to see if it confirmed the gossip. That That's all. That's all you thanking them for. See, I told you. Look at this, what they said right here. Mm -hmm. That's all. Some of y'all just tell y'all business. Y'all give God glory for the most silliest things to be seen. Now, understand, I'm not saying don't give him glory for stuff that he's actually doing. Yes, we want to praise the Lord. We're going to give him glory. Like the word says, we don't, the rocks are crowd. But y'all be making up stuff that, that don't bring him no glory just to be seen. We got to stop that. We got to stop that. That's definitely a, a, a misrepresentation of his grace in, in that sense. Because... You sitting there with all the church people, amen. And then all everybody else looking like, uh, you, you I'm sorry, what? Is, 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 excuse me, what? No, 
we 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 got to stop doing stuff like this. God's grace is there for each and every one of us, but you shouldn't be testing the limit. So the debate that's going on, you know, a lot of these people talk about greasy grace. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, well, that's just greasy and they're just letting anything by. God's grace is his. I'll say this. This is my opinion. God's grace is his grace. His grace is for who is for. It's really not up to any of us to determine the limits in God's grace for somebody else. That's true. We can't determine that. What we can do is continue to lift up a standard um, according to the word of God and to continue to function according to a standard. However much grace God gives somebody else is not my business. But if the person is in a space where they are abusing grace to the point where it's now affecting others in the congregation, then there's a responsibility to step in there. That That's how I feel about it. What do you think? You know, there's a favorite song of mine. A lot of people don't know this is one of my favorite songs, but I can't listen to it all the time because I start crying really bad. Uh, it's a song by Dorinda Clark Cole, I'm Here by the Grace of God. Mm -hmm. And I'm a product of grace, y'all. Mm -hmm. you, you, you understand? You know how many mistakes I've made over the years? I've been in this thing probably about 16 years. Y'all, I, I, I didn't do everything right. You understand what I'm saying? And a lot of times it won't on purpose, but nevertheless, I made mistakes. Yeah. That's real. You understand? Uh, 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 and God still continued to use me and bless my life and bless my life. He didn't take his anointing from me. He didn't take his Holy Spirit away from me. You understand what I'm saying? He didn't he didn't he didn't take the ministry away from me as many times I wanted to quit. You understand? He didn't take none of that stuff from me. You understand what I'm saying? So so. So is is I, I know I'm a product of grace. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a product of grace. So I can't I can't imagine you know the way that we do each other sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, especially as you grow and you mature in this thing, the way that we treat each other is not the way God treats us. When you don't treat your brother or sister the same way God treats them, you're yeah. in sin. That's you're it. backslid. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, 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 and, and we all got to consider our ways in this. The way that you treat a fellow brother and sister in Christ, even when you're mad at them, is that the way God treats them? Mm. I know some of y'all have deludedly convinced yourself that he does. But them people still at it, baby. He's mm. still anointing in favor in their life. Well, you got to be careful who you put your mouth on and who you work against. Because mm -hmm. you find yourself working against God and you're going to lose. You understand? So, so I, I you know, I, I can only speak for myself here. I'm a product of grace. You know, I'm still here by the grace of God. Nothing else. Even when I wanted to take my own life, he wouldn't let me do it. Now that's grace. You understand what I'm saying? Listen, y'all, you know, y'all know what I've been through and what God brought me out of. That's why I look at I look at y'all. I know I know half the church, half the 21st century church going straight to hell. Mm -hmm. I can say that with all boldness and confidence. At least half of y'all is going to hell. Why? Because you're 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 more law conscious than grace conscious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, God don't have a matter of fact. You know, all y'all is law conscious and stuff. God said, I don't even have, I don't even have, 
pleasure mm -hmm. in your sacrifices. But God had to institute something to keep Israel in line because they started becoming lawless. They started practicing the affairs of the other nation. Like, God, God, I got to put some boundaries here. You understand? But in the beginning, in the garden, Adam didn't have a bunch of a, a, a list of do's and don'ts. He had God. Yeah. And he only had one rule. Don't eat of this tree. That's it. Don't eat of this tree. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And which I got a whole different revelation about that. I'm not going to take y'all up here. But examine yourself now. Uh, are you really like the fair? You know, the, there are people who know this Bible more than I do. More than my wife do. More than the, we both do combined. And they still not righteous before God. The Pharisees knew more Bible than everybody during their day because it was learned in it. They grew up in it. This was their this was their life. And they still fell short when the God of the Bible appeared to them. Mm. Mm -mm. You understand? It's a sad day that when you know the stuff that God said, duh, but you can't even discern what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And it's a sad day when you when, when you can memorize what God said duh, in mm. scripture, but when he appears before you, you can't even recognize him. Or you don't, or you refuse to recognize him. Because he ain't your cup of tea. That's mm. a sad day. So so when it comes to grace, I think that we need to really examine ourselves. Because, see, what happens is, is that when we refuse to show grace after a while, man, it's only but so many times people are going to keep being wounded by brethren. Yeah. Come on now. Come on now. How, how, how many times are you going to let your brother slap you before you uh, either slap him back or walk away? Some of these rebel movements, not all of them, but some of these rebel movements is because we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't understand grace. Mm-hmm. We don't understand grace and we don't understand mercy. The, I think this is why we got the gospel of inclusion out here. Okay. Huh? Mm. Because, because we don't want to acknowledge God's processing in a person. We, we expect people just to be automatically all together and all clean when they first come, come to the Lord. No, no. You won't totally clean when you came to the Lord. Yeah, he might have, you know, immediately took the taste from your mouth, but you had other habits. Mm -hmm. You had other sins. And like you, lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because church folks are good liars. Just lie. I've never met so many people that lie in my life. Lie I'm, like water. I mean, some of the biggest lies I've ever ran across was church people. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I'm... I'm like, Lord, I didn't know these people lie like this. I'm like, <laughs> and won't blink an eye. And, and we'll throw a God said in the middle of it in a minute. <laughs> yeah, or try to use a scripture to justify it. No, nah, baby, no, no, Woo! no. Some of y'all are some of y'all are the biggest liars in the world. But but there's grace for you too. Yeah, there's grace for you. <laughs> yeah, but you, but you stop lying. The Bible says lying lips is an abomination. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, but the reason why we have, you know. These reb, these rogue movements, or these rebel against the kingdom of God movements, is because we don't show grace. Now, the grace don't mean I got to agree with you, 
but I recognize that God is God is still working in your life. And and and, and if you have some shortcomings, I can't throw you away because you got shortcomings. That's it. You understand what I'm saying? But we're so toxic towards one another. You know, and then get after a while, you know, if you unrepented of that toxicity, people got to remove themselves from you. Yeah, but you know, there's so much judgment in the church. A lot of people can't even come forward with their shortcomings because it's going to be spread all over the church. I heard Carlton Pearson say something in, mm -hmm. in, 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 in the, he repeated it recently. And yes, I said his name um, because uh, cause a lot of the church didn't treat him right either. Totally. Mm -hmm. um, but I heard him say something. He says after he lost his church and lost everything, because he said, you know, he, he had his view about hell, but he said after he was done with that, he would go back to preaching the gospel and whatever else he was doing. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, sometimes us as preachers, we, we sometimes we study and we go through stuff and, you know, we, we, we come up with all kind of different theories and things like that. And we got to walk through stuff, too. A lot of y'all don't understand that because mm -mm. I don't even preach the same thing I, I used to preach seven years ago. OK, we, we grow and we evolve. And sometimes in that we make mistakes, too. Mm -hmm. because I've made mistakes and I had to go back and reteach the people again. I've done it as a leader. Okay. So, uh, but, but I heard him say something. He said that he had went to, um, you know, Yvette Flunder's church. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is, this is open. He said it open. And, uh, you know, her church is full of, you know, LGBTQ. And, you know, I believe she's one as well. So they, she sat him down in front of the congregation after he didn't went through all that other stuff. The church pretty much tossed him to the side. Terrible. Tossed him to the side. Didn't even, a lot of them didn't even try to reason with him and give the man time to process things. You know, uh, they, they had tossed him to the side. And he said, these, these people who the church ostracized was the ones that really ministered to him. Wow. They, they they sat him down there. They told him to take his boots off. They washed his feet. Jesus. They hugged him. They Come prayed on. for him. They, they 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 kissed him on his cheek. They really loved on him. So 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 wow. so this is why he's the way that he is, even about the LGBTQ community, because that was the community that stepped up and restored him Jesus. when the church threw him away. When the morally right people treated him biblically wrong yeah and you know hey i don't agree with the lgbtq lifestyle i don't i never will however however and i've said this before and i'm gonna say it again mm -hmm. the church can learn a thing or two from that movement yes they can because their main movement is love even though it may not be the kind of love that god may be speaking about mm -hmm. but they exercise it i guess to the best of their ability i don't fully understand that Mm -hmm. But the point is, you know, is that here it is. You have a bishop thrown out by his denomination, his peers, his things church. like that. You know, fair friends stop talking to him and things like that. And here it is. You have the so-called immoral people are the ones that showed him love. I'm going to tell you something. As the church, until you start out matching the love of the world. Come on. You will continue to lose people. Yes, I'm going to tell you something I've experienced, and I can speak this from experience. Mm -hmm. I've experienced 
more love, more grace, and more understanding, and more patience when I was in the world. Yes. When I came into this thing I called church that. and ministry, let me tell you, if it had not been for my relationship with God, I would have went back out. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a young, during the time I was a young man. He's still a young man. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I was 19 years old. You know, grow, just just really coming into my prophetic gifting. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. You know, sometimes I opened my mouth when I should not have. You know, now what I said was right, but still, <laughs> you know, I should not have opened my mouth. You know, when I did, and you know, I made so I, I made a couple mistakes along the way. Don't you know? I mean, I got thrown away, tossed to the side, called a warlock, and everything. I I didn't know what the heck. I, I didn't even know much about a warlock or what the heck it was doing that time. You, you understand? Mm -hmm. This stuff here, you know, and 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 see, you, you got to understand between someone being an error and some being false. Some people, they error, but their hearts are still good. You see what I'm saying? You know, I look at people like Bishop Carlton Pearson, you know, even though I, I, I can't fully agree with everything that this man says, mm -hmm. you know. There's a whole lot he say it is right now because mm -hmm. a whole lot of y'all preachers can't hold a candle to him when it comes to theology. That's true. He will rip you a new one. Okay. But, but, but even though I can't, some things I can't agree with, I'm not going to sit up here and throw this man away and demonize this man. Like he did not contribute to church history. That part. See y'all, y'all have got the Mazuza conferences that, that have platformed some of your favorite preachers today. Exactly. You know, a lot of them, we wouldn't even know them if it had not been for a uh, Bishop Carlton Pearson. And that should that should be honored. Exactly. See, y'all, y'all, y'all lose respect for people because they don't go a direction that 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 you favor. Mm -hmm. That's that's what's wrong with y'all. And then y'all go on campaigns. You know, y'all try to bring down people's ministries. You know, y'all do all this stuff. Mm. Y'all, y'all, do all this stuff. Shame on you. And I'm gonna tell you something. I bet you you'll go to hell before Bishop Pearson will if mm -hmm. you don't if 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 you don't get that right. Mm -hmm. You'll go to hell before a homosexual will. A lot of you religious people, you're gonna be you you're gonna you be on the fast boat. <laughs> first in line. If God gonna throw anything. If God gonna throw anybody in hell. He gonna throw you first. Mm -hmm. Okay, and you are gonna be in the worst part of hell. Yeah. Man, uh, you know, it's sad. It's sad. See, this this doctrine of grace, I'm noticing something. It's restoring people. Yes. It's bridging relationships. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I never thought again I'll see Bishop Ebenard Jordan and Brian Kahn in the same room, in the same church. In the... Okay? Okay? So, so I'm seeing grace mend relationships with people that was at odds. Yeah. And yeah, I mentioned some names that you probably don't like. I don't care. I'm not in. The, I'm not in none of y'all cliques. I'm in. The, I'm not in y'all good old boys club. Mm -mm. Okay, that's the problem. Y'all, 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 y'all doing all that stuff because. Never mind. I, I touch on that another day. <laughs> Mafia Ministry is going to be another podcast. Yeah, Mafia Ministry and and all y'all little tactics and stuff. But listen, y'all. Listen, I'm seeing grace do things that a lot of y'all so-called church people can't do. 
Huh? So that's what religiosity do for you. <laughs> you do you exclude the people that God wants to save. Yeah. And, yeah. and find a few scriptures to justify it and dress it up. Yeah. Make it sound real nice and religious. And it's not. Yeah. Well, definitely, I hope you've enjoyed this episode on the Grace Debate. Again, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time on the F3 Podcast. Goodbye.